Hello podcast family, welcome to another episode of Parenting Corner with your host. Only today is not Oluwak Balumi Janet, it's Dayo Moyo. I've got Oluwak Balumi Janet on the hot seat and we're going to be talking about her life generally, how she started the podcast in celebration of um, one year of podcasting. So the question is, are you ready? Oh yes. I am ready. Interesting is so. I'm so glad to be here this day. Hi, podcast family. Welcome to another moment with me in Parenting Corner. I trust you had a super, super splendid week. The only thing is that I've not told you to talk. I was supposed <laughs> to be the host and you were supposed to be the guest. I wanted to greet my people, so. Alright, let's start it this way. First and foremost, happy one year anniversary of podcasting. Ooh, thank you. You seem hyper eye today. You read something or not? <laughs> I, I, I did. Alright, let's get this. Um, I think the way I would like to start this interview is um why did you even start podcasting in the first place? Alright, so um okay, before podcasting, I I was writing once in a while, I was writing on my encounter in, in teaching, my encounter with teaching, my encounter with students. I was just writing just to give advice to parents generally and all of a sudden during the lockdown just felt okay i was the nod i had the nod right so why not start something a podcast you know you were doing podcast and all that so i was like okay why not start a podcast instead of just writing why not just talk to people weekly about parenting so that's how parenting kind of started but the question would be that you yourself you are not yet a parent um you could have written about or talked about food you could have talked about birds you could have talked about anything deserts mountains valleys oceans why parenting all right yeah i think i get that question a lot why parenting you're not a parent parents biologically now okay so um, i'm going to give two answers to that so the first thing is i also asked that same question when i had the notch to start this and i was like well i'm not yet a parent what are people going to say oh people what people 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 feel you should have let's say first-hand experience before you go into some things but then when i felt the nudge and i feel that nudge was from the holy spirit to start this particular podcast i hesitated and i asked those questions and i feel and i hear god telling me it's not you actually doing this it's actually me doing this you're just the mouthpiece so that's that's one thing that answered the question and second i just figured that even though i probably have not bettered the child myself several ways in several ways i've been a parent to several people i have several people that call me mom i have several people that act as a mother figure to them i mean i've watched poor i've, I've woken up in the middle of the night to, to take care of children who have stayed with me so somehow even though i'm not a biological parent i've been a parent to other children i've been a parent rather to other children plus the god side too so that's why right but it's kind of weird i was somewhere was it yesterday and one of the students was asking someone who was kind of older and he was like um i don't want to mention the name like can i call you dad and the guy was like jokingly said no don't call me dad don't esteem me before my time something like that do you enjoy it when students for any reasons probably because they've seen you as a mentor call you mom how does it feel do you feel if if a kind of responsibility or is it something you accept or you just kind of um shut them up for lack of a better word 
Oh no, I don't shut them up. It's a sweet thing when people call you mom, mommy, mom. Some people say mama and all that. Several twists to the name. Okay, so maybe at the earliest day, some years back, when they call me mom, it just sounds somehow mom. But then I understand that there's a connection. They feel a connection. They feel you are filling in a gap in their lives. Yes, they have their mom and. The, the 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 idea is not to fill in the place of their parent. The idea is not to displace their original mom. The idea is just to stand as someone they can look up to, somebody they can depend on, someone they can talk to. So it's like more of a responsibility, but it's a responsibility that accepts all joy and gladness. Now tell me, how has podcasting been for you? It's been a year, probably <laughs> on and off, but. <laughs> let's round it off it's a year but how has it been how has been the journey what have you learned and those kind of things okay podcasting has been interesting yes like you said i've been on and off actually understandably so because of some reason <laughs> the way we understand Nepal too on and off no because of some reasons actually i've been on and off but podcasting has been interesting stressful it has been taxing you know you have to stay to get to know okay what am i going to talk about this week what is that one thing i want to talk about or this particular thing that is coming am i ready to push it out are people ready to listen to it or am i ready to really talk about this can i finish this particular topic i want to talk about so podcasting has got me on my feet that's got me on my toes and i'm and just made me keep thinking and keep being open to receive messages right um i think like the best episode for me for all your podcasting topics and the rest is the episode you had with tony on oh, body really? shaming and um you kind of mentioned a number of things but i think instead of asking that question directly let's just go back to you're growing up as a young girl probably in primary school i was growing up like now instead of you advising parents or being in the shoes of a parent i want to place you in the shoes of a student i was growing up like for you okay my, my growing up for, um, was in stages the primary school stage let me put it that way the secondary school stage and then let's say university stage you know, I wrote a book, Finding Pelumi, and I spoke about this extensively. Green Hall was just kind of divided for me as a child, as a young girl, between the ages of, let's say, 4 to 10. Green Hall was all fun. It was interesting. It was lively. It was as if that was just how you just want to live your life. But along the line, several things, factors started coming up that was shocking the lively Pelumi, that was shocking the curious Pelumi, that was just shocking me, and several things that contributed you know when people see me they say oh Pelumi, you are this you are this you are this and you're like oh i've not always been like this you know you're tracing it to when you were young and you know several things happened along the line that probably caused you to lose your voice several things happened along the line that made you feel down that made you feel emotionally or things that you were not able to speak about because you were much younger then so i think growing up for me was divided at the point everything was at my feet you know primary school was lively everybody was Kind of let's say worshiping you oh you are this you are that and all that then but moving on you have to struggle in life getting to secondary school you have to struggle for attention let me use that word you have to struggle for attention struggle to be seen struggle to be known so these are things that should not be so at, along the line started losing face started shrinking in started doing just leaving myself to my imagination i imagine a lot so along the line i lost my face along the line i just became an introvert i feel maybe i'm still an introvert i became an introvert along the line i just 
stop doing some things that I would love to do but because of what people say what people think what would they do and all that would they accept me along the line I lost a lot of things I think I could do so podcasting putting myself in the shoes of those children sometimes like that last the episode you just mentioned it was really an emotional episode for me because I knew that there were several things that I lost along the line of growing so I think growing up has been was challenging but then here we have in your answer you you mentioned something happened now and again it just make me think about nigerian government talking <laughs> about unknown government like oh. there is some mystical whatsoever the next question natural question was what was the something that happened and were you able to trace it or is it still like buried in the mist yeah, I was able to trace it to a large extent. I think people should get to read my book, Finding Me. I spoke about it a lot, Finding Myself. That book is um, focused on how I got to find myself, how I got to do some things I really like to do. So I think it can be traced, okay? I don't want to call names, but I think it can be traced to a particular time when I joined a particular group. It's a singing group, and I wanted to just sing, and I wanted to just sing young children we were very young then and all we just wanted to sing, sing sing for the lord right so it was just a place of struggle everybody wanted to be known everybody wanted somebody wants to take solo the other person and somehow i just shrinked in that place because people had to fight for fight for fight to be lead singers and so something that my parents were not ready to do my parents believed that okay for you to to be chosen to do something you should merit it but then you see other children their parents are fighting to make their their child do this fighting probably let's use the word bribing quote and unquote and then your parents are not doing it and somehow you are being neglected so along that line i just felt really bad i became really really i kept to myself i remember there was a time i was even by by chance giving a solo to taking taking that in the singing group and on the day i was supposed to sing the song you know i was feeling like practice so i'm going to take the solo today and then all of a sudden a particular girl even much younger than i was than i am rather she took the solo and i was about to sing and then she also took the mic and sang along and i really felt back i couldn't do anything so i think at that point i started losing myself I started feeling okay maybe i'm not enough feeling, oh maybe i don't have what other people have so somehow somehow that lays several things then in secondary school too i felt i always wanted to be into talking i wanted to be they doing debates i wanted to be there to talk shows and all that but then they feel telling me you are intelligent so the only thing they will come in for is quiz so if they want to do quiz telling me if they want to do mathematics quiz all this quiz i'm always representing my club but what i always wanted to do was to talk so when it's debate time i'm not always being called and i feel oh well i can actually do this thing but they are not calling me i want to do it no you cannot do it let this, there's already a fixed person that should do this so somehow i just feel maybe i'm not enough so all these things just made me go into my shell and made me just feel okay let me just live the life that people have cut out for me but did you speak with your parents concerning this or did you just audit, audit what's the word audit to yourself uh the funniest thing is at home i feel at home i'm a different person entirely I'm, at home i'm the jovial person i'm the person that's always talking person that's always singing imaginary singing of course at home i was a different person so i never spoke to them about it i just carved out my own life okay in school just keep to yourself be, keep being the intelligent intelligent girl that you are but at home i was more lively i was free so i really never got to talk to them about it because i never felt it was an issue nobody talk, not talks about these things just like just flow with it so i never got to talk about it 
get to talk about it rather right so let's talk about secondary school when you got to secondary school what kind of students were you were you a loner did you have friends what kind of um, experience did you have in secondary school okay um when i was in secondary school okay gss1 i remember gss1 gss2 gss3 i was a very very playful type intelligent of course very playful i played games i played um normal girl play that I always do i played football and some other things so i was not really a loner but along the line you know i was just trying to just try to cover up for that feeling of not being enough trying to cover up for that feeling of not being enough so i wanted to be doing some other things just to cover up for that lack of social vibrant social life so i was not exactly a loner but within me there was this feeling of maybe i'm not enough it's something that is missing so that's the kind of person I was when I was in secondary school. All right. So, but um, I know that you you are the third born. So there are like two people in front of you. Oh, yeah. Did you feel any pressure whatsoever? Like maybe your sister was getting it right or something. Was there any pressure like that when you were in school? Or... No, not at all. I think we're all the same. My elder brother, my elder sister, myself, we're all the same. So there was no pressure in it, no, no some sort of pressure. We're different. I mean, my two elder, elder siblings went to science class. They had lofty dreams. But I just wanted to be a teacher, but I never felt any pressure whatsoever. And I think it's because my parents were very, very, very supportive. So there was no pressure at all. I saw them as living their own life and I had my own life to live. So there was no pressure. There was no standard whatsoever. So what was the aspiration for is it 15 year old or 14 year old Bellumi? What was the dream for you um, whilst you were in secondary school? Considering the fact that your siblings had gone to science class and you were the first to deviate to move to art class. How was that scenario for you? What was what was the dream life? What were you looking like that I want to be or I want to I want to solve in future? Alright, basically um, every young person wants to be popular so i wanted to be popular okay so that was once i wanted to be popular to be known for something but beyond that i've always wanted to be a teacher and i i feel there's the part of me that it's kind of um part of me that is that is very forceful i might be quiet kind of but there's this part of me that when i want to do something i go for it so i've always wanted to be a teacher right from when i was very young so along the line, when I was going to SS1, my teachers felt, oh, you should be in the science class. Then I felt to be a teacher, I had to be in the art class. So I felt that would be a distraction to my dream of being a teacher. So I did not listen to them. So being, a, being going to the art class was a dream. I wanted to be a teacher. So I was trying hard to push for it, to be one of the best. I believed that then, I believed that if I was going to be a teacher, I'm not going to be a teacher because I don't know something, because I don't have a job, it's just a second-hand job. But I want to be a teacher that is different, an intelligent teacher, a passionate teacher. So that was what was driving me then. And also to be popular. So those were things that I really wanted to be there. Well, it's kind of weird. When you enter a, the average secondary school and then you ask um, students, what do you want to be in future? Very few people, if any, would say they want to be teachers in fact if you force it on them and say um, how many of you would love to be teachers in future raise your hand <laughs> definitely probably nobody would raise their That's hand true. so what informed your decision to want to pursue a career in teaching in the first place all right um i really do not know i feel okay there's a place of god right i think sometimes god just places some things in our heart and then begins to form 
even when I was very young, I just had interest in gathering young people together, teaching them, talking to them. And right from when I was in primary school, when I was in primary five, then I was the assistant head girl. So I gathered the younger ones together, I want to teach them, I want to make sure they understand the particular topic. So I think it was from there that I began, began to form this dream. Of wanting to be a teacher so somehow we just remained with me <laughs> the reason i can't really say i think it's um i, I think god's hand has been there right from beginning so that's why it just remained with me and i must say that there were times that i just felt okay let me be a lawyer because in school when i was in secondary school i mean if uh, my secondary school students are listening to this now they probably would have never thought i would have been a teacher because i never said it to anybody apart from people very close to me so when we're in secondary school they ask what you want to be just okay let me say lawyer because everybody feels better me should be a lawyer so if you're in art class everybody feels should that be a lawyer or a mass communicator so when they ask they say i want to be a lawyer but within me i knew i was lying i hope you get what i'm saying i knew i was lying so every person feels there's this lofty dream lofty dreams like being a lawyer being, being a doctor but for me i just feel god's hand has been there right from the beginning so that this dream never left me Right. Do, do you have a model teacher, someone that you looked up to probably in secondary school and you're like, oh, this is someone I would like to emulate in, in the teaching profession. Was there anyone like that? Yeah, was there. Okay, I have, my, I have my mom. She's a teacher. And then I had my math teacher, Mr. Martins. He was a very good teacher. But to be very honest, I wasn't looking up to be like them. For me, I wanted to fill a gap. I wanted to be different i wanted to be a teacher with a difference so i wanted to be different so i really did not see any person that um fit into that kind of teacher i wanted to be yes i understood that these people were really exceptional my mom and then mr they were really good people lovely teachers that strike the chord in me but there was something else i was looking for i was looking for filling the gap in the life of students being students friend and also well, I really don't have to explain it, but there was no, not, they were not really living that life that I really wanted to live. So they were not really like models, but I admired them, their mentors, but that exact life that I wanted to live as a teacher, none of them could fill into that gap. I don't know. <laughs> Talk to me about transitioning from the secondary school to the tertiary institution. How it played out, you dreaming about becoming a teacher and actually actualizing that dream. Um, of being a teacher how did it play out for you uh, all right so um like i said when i was in secondary school i never mentioned it to anybody so along the line i had a particular pastor a youth pastor in my church who wanted me to be a lawyer because he was a lawyer so he did everything to convince me to be a lawyer he came he went ahead even talking to my parents about it but my mom was like she already has what she wants to be let her be what she wants to be so but there were times i became a fan of radio presenters i always listen to videos so we got to a time i became okay what if i become a mass communicator a presenter a radio presenter so at that point i think there was that was i think that was the only time i felt a shake to my dream of being a teacher so like what if i become a mass communicator so transitioning from secondary to, to secondary school to tertiary institution i picked uniben i wanted to go to uniben so i filled in english and mass communication forgetting for that wanted to be a teacher but i did not have peace and then i felt oh no probably i'm doing something wrong so that did not work out then my second year i feel in english ed- education so it was then i got to know i think then i was not really informed so then i got to know that okay you have to specialize in one aspect of 
education so i picked english education i remember going for post to me and people were like oh why would you want to be a teacher and then they looked at my youtube and said oh she had a very high score i even had there were three then one wanted to be an accountant one wanted to be a lawyer i think i had the highest utma score among the three of us and people were like oh i want to be a teacher so i think that was the transition from being from secondary school to tertiary right um now your podcast actually talks about not just parenting but godly parenting yeah so it means that you are not just looking at parenting from the natural um sphere or frame framework you're also looking at it from the godly framework yeah so the question i'd like to ask you is that as a young person growing up when did you have a relationship with god and then you knew that um, there is more than just going to church there is a relationship between you and God what was the journey for you and how did it how did it happen for you okay um, I've said it before so I'm going to say it again I wrote a book Find Me Follow Me you can always get it on my social media um, and on Facebook and you can send me a message on WhatsApp too I'll share the book with you I talk about how I got saved even before uh, my salvation I was just a church going person i loved god yes i loved god i loved god and even before that time i always go around bringing children together talking to them about god then i had this gideon bible you know gideon bible had um as it still does as um pointers you want to talk about faith i want to talk about healings various verses of the scripture so i go around i'll call people i'll go around from my area visit children in our church so we moving from one place to the other if we get to a particular house and a particular child is sick I would pray for the child. I would open that Gideon Bible, check for Elaine, read the Bible verse, and pray for the child. And things were happening, but I wasn't really saved. I think I got saved when I was in SS3, few few months, few weeks to my wife. I got really saved. I got an encounter with Christ, and then I had a relationship with God, and it has made a lot of difference in my life. I mean, I discovered that going to church it's not just enough there's a place of relationship so i had this relationship with god like it, it was a relationship i could say and i can say that it was a relationship a father to daughter relationship lover relationship and it's been sweet all the way all right right um the next question i'd like to ask you is that i'm sure you must have the fact that you are even doing a podcast on godly parenting you must have seen parents their relationship with their children you must have come across children in in your school or something and you must have seen some defects in their life now as a would-be parent for lack of a better phrase what do you think that one thing that you look and you're like oh when i have my own children i would not do this thing or this is something i'm going to prioritize because i've seen it as a defect in the life of people around me or i've seen it as as like a defect in the life of parents i've viewed um, around me what is that something hey it's not just something it's a lot a lot of things the first thing is um i would not get so carried away not to have time for my children i understand the pressures or um, in the in the world even in our nation and i understand how much parents needs to cater for their family but there's one thing i i, I believe or i'm learning and prioritizing for myself is creating time for these children creating time to be with these children to know what they do to know what they take in and to being careful with what they i allow to come into the home so that's one thing i'm prioritizing and then another thing is just um preparing you know many would be parents it's just many people are not preparing for parenting um many people are not even preparing for the life ahead 
evil somebody is lucky if person is preparing for marriage but nobody's preparing for parenting as would be parents so i feel that this time is a time to prepare watch read listen and observe and prepare for parenting so that's one thing i'm doing observing preparing and god has been placing me in places where i've been able to see some defects but one of which is time creating of time and that thing is um having to lord over your children that's one thing i would not want to do i want to create an avenue for them to be open i want to create a democratic home for my children so those are two things there are many others but those are two okay the third i would love to mention is the spiritual aspect of it give them opportunity to know god from a young age god open opportunity for them to know introduce god to them create an atmosphere whereby god is in the home an atmosphere whereby the children know that there is god the children can feel god they can touch god and i know that god is in our home so that's one thing the three things i really think god helping me i want to work on as a parent right and i think like without putting pressure on you um something your audience would want to know is when would they be coming to eat rice is there a date or something <laughs> so that we can do breaking news right about when it's time when it's time they will know when it's time i, I don't know when it's time they will know that's all i can say i just hope it's not a way to shy away from the question when but, it's time they will know of course they will know right so what's the plan for um find is it finding pelumi no parenting corner with uluwak pelumi jina what's your plan now that you've celebrated a year of podcasting should we be expecting something or is case closed done and dusted of course not it's not case closed done and dusted we'll just continue with our programs and we have to feature a parent series that will continue and then there's something else that'll be coming up very soon not to talk about it yet until when it's finalized so that's this is not the end of it we're just starting we are launching forward by God's grace, bringing more content, bringing more guests to talk to us. So we just started, and we are not stopping at all. Uh, what What do you want to achieve with Parenting Corner? What would happen? And you are like, okay, I think it's making sense now. I think it's worth it. Spending God knows how many hours preparing the content every week. What do you, What are the pointers you want to see? And you are like, oh, I think um, it's making sense now. Okay, um. The purpose of parenting corner is to it's it's an end time agenda of god to raise godly homes for godly homes and to raise godly children the thing is i cannot as a teacher it's my it's my joy to touch as many children as possible but I discover that i cannot i can do little in comparison to what parents can do so instead of talking I'm not instead of along with talking to these children as much as I can come across, their parents should be equipped to raise godly children. So what to be a satisfaction to me is when I see godly homes all around with the raising of godly children. That's the agenda. And we're not going to stop until we see it happen. The revival in homes where children are rising, end time army, children that loves God, children that want to do the will of God on the earth. Um, children that are holistically groomed, children that are good both academically, that are groomed in every aspect. So that's the purpose and we would not stop until we see this happen. We see people listening, people that are listening to our podcast raise godly children. Like I said in one of my episodes, I know that many of people that are listening to us now are still would-be parents, they are still very young. So it's my to be my joy to see them when they get married, when they have their own children, they are raising godly children. And I feel this is just... It's like a virus is going to spread all right so talking about your career as a teacher what's the dream for you um 
is it that i know some people they are like oh i'm teaching in the secondary school now i would love to teach in the university i would love to probably have a phd or something what's the dream for you in terms of teaching as a career I, I i don't know how much god has in store i know more than even what i have in store what i want to learn god has a whole lot in store and it's unfolding it stage by stage oh um, well as at now my plan is to remain in secondary school primary school teach and also to further my education to um, gain more learn more to get satisfied certified in several aspects and also as much as possible you know um, there was a move from this normal a move from a move from the physical classroom to virtual so also gain experience in technology gain experience in handling things virtually so that i can reach out to the world all right um i think a way to wrap wrap this up would be that what is that one topic for your podcast that is um on your mind but you are yet to share it with the world probably because you've not gotten the right person or you've just not um, shared it with your audience yet what would that be what is that topic that is burning in your mind that you would have loved to share but you've not just shared oh am i supposed to talk about it Okay, there's a particular topic I really wanted to do last year, but um, the guest I was supposed to come was not able to come. It's a topic that has been burning in my heart it's about um, fathers as the priest of the home. That's a topic I would have loved to discuss, but I don't want to discuss it myself. There's someone I want to, I want to do that. So that's a topic that is burning in my heart. There are many others, but that's one that just came to my mind now. I have others written down somewhere. So that's one topic I really want to discuss. Fathers as priests of the oak. Alright, I think like as an extension of that question, if you were asked that what um, episode do you love best I missed the I don't know 30 something or 20 something episodes you've done what would that what episode would that be all the episodes I have um, personal there are some of the episodes I have personal attachments with um, I think I've enjoyed a lot of the episodes I don't even know the one to pick I think one I love the first episode I did the love that builds up I really love that episode the other one I love I love the episode I did with you the one with spoke about um can't remember the title but that one i we did a spoken word that episode brought tears to my eyes and i know some of my um listeners actually told me that that episode brought tears to my eyes it did brought tears to my eyes too i love that episode i love the episode i did with tony like i said it had a personal touch so several episodes the episode i did about the hand time children i think i love that episode too i think many of this episode i love all the episodes so but i think those stood out for me all right so it's it's been it's been a wonderful 12 months of podcasting i can yeah. only hope and wish that um the next 12 months will be more eventful Amen. more listeners Amen. Oh. and uh, more impact Amen. Um, as a final note do you have anything for your audience you would like to tell them um any secret you would like to spill <laughs> <Secret>. <laughs> any cut you would like to let out of the bag uh, <laughs> the stage is yours okay. stage okay, the mic is yours okay um i don't have any secret to spill but um i just want to um thank my listeners they've been awesome they've been wonderful they kept listening they keep listening rather they keep listening to this um podcast many of them some friends some family some i don't even know 
several people all of you are wonderful you are so awesome thank you for always always listening to parents and Jeanette. thank you for your suggestions thank you for your contribution thank you for your feedback thank you for always sharing that's all people that they keep sharing these episodes on their status on facebook on twitter thank you so very much um i want you to keep listening to parenting because i have a lot of things in store and as much as you are listening also try to practice what you are listening try to put them to practice even if you are not married now you don't have children you have young people around you, you have nieces around you, nephews young people neighbors children put all these things in practice and hopefully too i trust god for every one of you whatever your heart's desire Right, it's been a very beautiful discussion. I think finally I can say it's Diomoyo signing out. And next week, hopefully, we are going to be having um, parenting corner with Oluwa Kwelumi. Thank you, Diomoyo. Thank you, my listeners. See you next week. Bye.